0: Hi, I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. It's evening in the desert. I'm tired and I'm cold.
1: But I am just a soldier. I do what I am told. came with the crucifix everybody and welcome to the program today we are talking about christmas in fallujah we're not talking about having christmas in fallujah we're talking about the one-off billy joel song from 2007 that someone else performed all of which will be revealed in today's show elon i don't mind telling you christopher Bonanos didn't bother ranking
0: it i guess he just doesn't care about our soldiers (laughs) <laughs>
1: right. Glenn Gamboa, however, now we know why he might have 124 instead of 121 songs. He did place it, placed it at 107. It feels right. And this is what he says, which gives us uh, an opportunity to tell you exactly what the song is and what's it about if you aren't familiar with it. Glenn Gamboa from Newsday says the only song in Joel's catalog that was initially released with someone else singing on it. Joel felt that the tale of a soldier stuck in Iraq during the holiday should be sung by someone closer in age to those fighting in the war. So vocal duties went to Rockville Center native cast Dylan, though Joel plays on it and it bears the marks of a big Joel rock anthem. Although it's a bit lumbering, its heart was in the right place. Proceeds from the single went to a charity for veterans of the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. I have not heard this song probably since 2007. I don't think it's When anybody calls up, it's certainly not on anybody's seasonal list of Christmas songs, uh, you know, as uh, John Lennon's and even Band-Aid and Live Aid are. But no, this does not come up ever. No one ever requests it. It doesn't have a Christmas feel to it. So it's a very odd song in the Billy Joel universe.
0: Yeah, if it's on any Christmas list, it would be on the list of most depressing Christmas songs. And there are other depressing Christmas songs, but this one I think is number one.
1: I, I agree that it's depressing, but I, you know, when I don't think of the lyrics. I don't listen to the lyrics when I hear it. I do actually like the bigness of it. You know, Billy Joel always puts the spin that's never going to disappoint us, which he did here. But the fact of the matter is, I can remember, I guess, driving. I, I'm pretty sure I was in my car. And I was listening to the radio. And it's weird when it's 2007 already because I really lost track of what was around after 2000. I mean, was were there smartphones then? I, I don't know. 2007 is a, a pickle because it's, I guess, about 13, 14 years ago. But
0: Yeah, I think it's like right before the first iPhone came out.
1: Yeah, so I don't know how we were listening to music. I still think the radio might have been relevant. I don't know. But I remember listening to my car and the DJ going... Uh, there's a new Billy Joel song out. And I'm like, what? You know, surprised. <laughs> and they are like, and he's got some kid to sing. And I'm like, what? But, and then I was like, I must have misheard. Like, I don't know. Maybe I was uh, drunk or something. I know I shouldn't have been driving there, but I mean, something where, where, where I can remember the incident, but then I'm like, what, what is happening? And then this kid just sings it. And I never heard it again, ever. But I remember going around the house sometimes just going, Christmas in Fallujah, because <laughs>
0: like,
1: you know, that's all I can remember is this voice singing "Christmas Fallujah." I can remember one, one other lyric to it whatsoever, and I don't remember it being very good.
0: It's got a cool sound though. I mean, it's not that memorable, I guess, and the lyrics are h- kind of heavy-handed. But that cast Dylan's got that like '90s alternative voice going, and the guitar sounds like a '90s alt rock song. Right. Like even that opening guitar really reminds me of What's the Frequency, Kenneth, by REM.
1: It's evening in the desert.
0: What's the Frequency,
1: Kenneth? No, Elon, what it is, and you're completely right that he's got that voice of the 90s, but it's a Disney voice of the 90s from any Disney show that was on any (laughs) Disney Channel show. That was on in the 90s that everybody s- thinks they can sing.
0: Yeah, it's a cheap imitation of what a good uh, rock band would have been.
1: Which leads us to who the hell is Cass Dillon and why did he become the chosen one after 40, 50 years of piling out the hits? Why? I mean, we know why he chose a kid. Why this kid?
0: Right. Well, I guess the story is he got connected to him through uh, a manager. I think that was who it was. No,
1: he got connected to him. I mean, doing the research, this Tommy Burns, who's his guitar player, Billy Joel's guitar player, probably even currently now. This Tommy Burns is at a, a, a restaurant or a, you know a bar in Long Island, and he sees the kid play. And he goes, boy, this kid's terrific, which I can't even believe anybody would ever say after I've listened to some of Castellan's other songs. Thank you. But so he says, hey, uh, you know, I'm friends with Billy Joel. And the kid's probably like, come on. And then uh, he sends him some of his. I, I looked up to see if Tommy Burns was gay. <laughs> First and foremost of anything, because he was so in on
0: this kid so quickly. It's confusing. So you suspect an ul- ulterior motive. Well,
1: because the kid ain't that great. <laughs> and, and I don't want to say anything really bad because I'm pretty sure we could probably get him on the podcast.
0: Not anymore. Not after this already. <laughs> yeah, I guess I
1: ruined it, but I couldn't decide which direction is the better case. This, this poor kid. I mean, you know, he's not, I've listened to some of the other work. It's not good. And, and, and if you want to, I don't know if you saw his IMDb reel, no. but the word douche comes to mind. So yeah, I guess let's just forget about having him on. And uh, I mean, everybody in, within the sound of my voice, if you watch this, his IMDb reel, you'll you know exactly what I'm talking about. We don't know what he's going for. He's want to be a musician. Does he want to be an actor? Either way, it ain't good. And he clearly put the reel up himself and his manager, whoever this person is, Stefano something or other is obviously an idiot, too. If you look up this guy, he you, Nobody you've ever heard of. But there's lots of managers like that that handle comics that we know that no one will ever know. The fact of the matter is that this guy, this manager is such a bad manager? How did this? How wasn't he? It's Billy Joel, and he gets this opportunity of a lifetime—better than anything American Idol or anything could do for you. How do you not put out an instant album afterwards? He didn't. How does his manager not say, "Okay, we got to go with this. You got to put out an album immediately"? There was none. This is the exact Captain Jack where Columbia is like, "We got to go off this." thing that's happening in Philadelphia and put out Piano Man. How was that not in the guy's mind? How did Billy Joel not even say, kid, you got to put out an album, right? You got to ride the momentum.
0: Yeah, he totally blew it. This is a biggest opportunity in his life. He was a 21-year-old when he got this chance, and nothing has really happened since for him.
1: But Elon, it goes worse because then he starts to date Alexa Ray Joel. He starts to date Billy Joel's kid. Now, whether Billy Joel is angry at that, Or not? You have to figure, how could he possibly be angry at that? He chose this boy and says, you know, I never let anybody sing my songs, but today I'm going to choose this kid. I like this kid. I want you to marry my daughter. I mean, it's like this is (laughs) he's gotten the prize of all kinds of why. If he's dating his daughter, they must have spent more time together. How is Billy Joel not saying, kid, when are you going to put out the album? How is he not giving him the fatherly advice that clearly he was doing in letting him record this song and play it live in front of him on stage in Chicago in
0: front of a festive crowd? Well, the point is, just because Cass Dillon had the opportunity to put out an album, even if he did, would it have been successful? Probably not. Just because Billy Joe, this is like if Michael Jordan gets mad at, at other players for not being as great as he is. I, Some people just don't have it. And it, Billy Joel maybe thought this kid had it. I guess he didn't. He, he wrote a lot of other songs. None of them became hits, really. So, um, yeah, the best thing he got out of it was he got to date Alexa Ray, which is pretty cool. So good well, good for him for that.
1: Seriously. And then he's like, he's on this interview and he goes, so I understand you ever, this is after 2007, right? When he's the hottest thing that there is, he's performing the song everywhere. And they're like, wow, because it, it was a miracle. So how do you not have this kid on every interview? And he's like, and I are like, I understand you're doing a reality show. And he goes, Yeah, it's uh, it's mostly about my managers, and uh, you know my managers, you know, and their day-to-day operations. And I'm like, Oh my god, this kid doesn't get it. His managers are idiots. He's an idiot. I mean, the whole thing just now makes sense. If your manager's pitching a reality show, make sure you mention our new reality show about us.
0: Billy, that reminds me, was I think I remember from his bio that he wrote a song about his manager's father. Yes, see. So what do they have rage. on these managers are fucking him up?
1: I don't. That's what I'm saying. Who is this guy? He's a Long Island guy. He's a Long Island manager. Everything is Long Island based. Now he's got, he's got already
0: ripped. He's like Billy Joel in the early days. He's got the bad manager who's screwing everything up for him. He just hasn't had the uh, Columbia records to come save it. Yes. I guess
1: that you're absolutely right. Because if Billy Joel hadn't had Columbia, I mean,
0: well, no, see
1: if without Columbia, and the bad management of the bad cold spring Harbor, Billy Joel was that good that all these people in Philadelphia were like, we got to hear this song over and over again. And that did not happen to this kid. But also if you take into consideration this Tommy Burns, who discovered him, he's like a working musician. You know, he's a, a studio guy. He, he made his own like stu- recording studio and he's got a new album coming out in 2020. Tommy Burns. Right. But we'll never hear it. And no one cares. But the fact of the matter is, there's people like this all over the place. So, Tommy Burns gets inducted, Billy Joel inducts him into the Long Island Hall of Fame for music. So, I'm it's like, it's like, I guess there's all these people around. I mean, look, I'm like that, you know, for comedy. <laughs> like, I've been around a long time. Nobody really knows who I am, but uh, I have these high powered friends who sometimes let me work with them. <laughs> There's a bunch of Cass Dillon's on this planet, but of course I never had the golden opportunity to make it go to the next level. And he did, which usually shows maybe he wasn't all that.
0: Well, now you're making me feel bad as a comic who hasn't put out an album. I feel like I'm like, but put out I'm, an album. where Come was on. your,
1: where was your golden opportunity? I mean, did you even win last comic standing or anything? And that's not even a thing that doesn't even help anymore. So I'm just saying like, I mean, You know, if you have somebody like Kelly Clarkson who has a boost from American Idol and the couple of people, the three people who have really just two at this point with her and uh, the the country girl from American Idol that have really made it with this boost and then really took advantage of it. You know, it's very difficult to, you know, again, this was a chance of a lifetime that, that just never it just never happens. I mean, the, the the fact that all this stuff had happened, Billy Joel never records again. And then all of a sudden, he decides to make a comeback. And he says, and here's the kid I'm going to do it with. And the weird part is 2007, that's the exact same year he wrote the stupid song we hate, the All My Life thing. What yeah. was it? What was it about that stupid year?
0: It looks like he was dipping his toes into the water of popular music again and then got a little scared off. Maybe that's why he had someone else sing it. He was like, I, I still want to be the guy who isn't releasing new music, so I'm going to let this kid sing it. Yeah, he's younger, so he's like a soldier's age and all that. That's great, but like maybe Billy just didn't want to fully get back into. Yeah, making but now song. what you're
1: saying, Elon, is that it's our fault. The public, we didn't embrace it enough, and we let him down, and now we don't get to hear anything again. Do you know what he said in 2007? You know, when people say, "Why haven't you done anything since '93?" He goes, "Oh, I'm writing all the time. I write all the time. It's like therapy. I have so many songs written." Remember, we were talking about that a while back. And yeah, he does have a catalog of of songs. He just doesn't record them. I don't know what he's waiting for. To so give them to other people. It's like Chuck Berry.
0: Chuck Berry apparently has like a huge vault of tons and tons, like 50 years of material that was never released, and probably also videos of women peeing. But also the music, the music too. And uh, I, now that he's dead, maybe like we'll finally get to see the vaults of Chuck Berry and what's happening with Prince. So uh, if Billy, hopefully Billy has good material that's, that he just doesn't want to put out there. I hope it's great. Well, I
1: just don't, you know, if he's, you know, let somebody else do it if he doesn't want to do it. I, you know, we're we're all
0: waiting. I'm we'll sing sure. it. We like singing Billy. Give us the new stuff, and we'll put our own uh, take well, on
1: don't it. Don't thinking. I don't stop thinking that I was thinking after we finished the podcast. He's like, all right, tough guy, you sing it then. All right, I will. <laughs> He's just like, why don't you sing this new song? Fine. Then you'll see how difficult it is. Nah, I don't think so. I think it'll work out great. The only thing this kid Castillon did that was popular is an anime TV show theme. That's very oh yeah, popular. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> right. He did
0: the theme for a Yu-Gi-Oh! thing. That's pretty That's cool. That's, it's big with the kids. <laughs>
1: it's big with the kids, but it's still that voice. Christmas in Fluja <laughs> <just so> stupid. Go <laughs> so fast makes me feel alive. My heart beats in half a drive. Do you think we could win? I don't even know what Fallujah is. I didn't even know what he was singing about. I'm like, when that came out, I mean, I assumed it was in the you know, the Middle East and stuff, but when it came out, I'm like, wait, am I supposed to know what's going on in Fallujah? Because I have no idea. And I've never heard that name in my entire life.
0: Do you ever. not watch the news? Like for the, all of the 2000s, it was a major city battleground in Iraq where there was lots of I don't shed. remember
1: anyone ever talking about Fallujah and even since never heard Fallujah. I don't. <laughs> Heard so many other places I couldn't pronounce, but never Fallujah.
0: You were too busy watching iCarly to actually know that there was a war going on.
1: Elon, that is a secret, but <laughs> it is true. I mean, even the girl who from iCarly, Miranda Cosgrove, sings better than this guy. I know, you know, and she sings the opening theme. It's 10 times better.
0: So wake up, Maybe she should sing a version of this song. That would be pretty cool.
1: Well, I would like to see anybody sing a version, including Victoria Justice from Victorious. Any of the Nickelodeon kids might be better than the Disney kids, who I really can't stand.
0: Speaking of kids singing this song, I, this song reminded me a lot of um, Happy Christmas Wars Over by John Lennon. And I just could imagine like, if there was a choir of children singing it, like, would that make it less depressing or more depressing?
1: More depressing.
0: But I'm going to sing a little bit of it right now in the style of that song and tell me what you think. I think I think it's a pretty cool song this way. It's evening in the desert. I'm tired and I'm cold. But I am just a soldier. I do what I'm told. It's Christmas in Fallujah. And we ain't never coming home. There's no justice in the desert. Because there's no God in hell.
1: What the? What, why didn't the, the, the last? What was that last? End? I mean, you had to. I, took it, I and, took
0: it from the middle of the song to make it more.
1: Well, I don't understand the last line.
0: I. What, it's did it it's rhyme? in the song.
1: Did it rhyme with the? No, I,
0: t- I took the last two lines because they were the most bloody and scary ones uh, from a different part of the song. Did you hear the other Christmas in Fallujah? No. So there was a song in 2005 released by a singer-songwriter named Jefferson Pepper. It was like a country rock, very cynical, um, anti-war kind of song, which we had the exact same title and kind of the same feel in the lyrics. I'll read you the beginning of it. Actually, this is from the middle. Here you go. It's Christmas in Fallujah. Children snuggle in their beds while the corpses of their parents dance around in their heads. Palaces and bridges, we burned them to the ground because someone got a contract to rebuild the whole damn town.
1: Well, that's much more uplifting than the <laughs> Billy Joel version. Oh, my God.
0: He went with more of a Christmasy theme throughout it. Like, <laughs> using, How like, did that not become a huge hit? I don't know. I don't know. Because he didn't have Billy Joel's power behind it. Oh, right.
1: Yeah, so Billy Joel, I guess he. Uh, there's that one thing where he's singing it in Australia, and I think that's the only time, right?
0: Yeah, that seems like
1: the only time. Um, I mean, he doesn't a- even play this when he's at the garden during Christmas time, right?
0: No. Uh, okay, so Christmas in Fallujah, he has played it 11 times all on that same australian tour for the most part right in 2007 Cause, yeah and then cuz i think they were trying to release uh, i think they they had like a charity thing behind it with the australian uh, version of that song cuz they did release it there with him singing it oh well i mean was it i
1: mean i guess it was released i mean here like i said i heard it on the radio and then i don't know who else i mean i don't remember anybody else talking about it i but liked kid, hearing the australia version i liked hearing billy sing it that kid was all over the news and everything he played it everywhere i mean What a dream.
0: Did you hear at the end of the Australia one? Billy says this, he says, I just don't want those poor sons of bitches to think they're forgotten, which is kind of nice.
1: Elon, I was going to skip the trivia today because I mean, we don't, do we need trivia about Christmas in Fallujah, but uh, you said you had a trivia question. It better be good.
0: I have one trivia question. This song is only worthy of one trivia question because it wasn't sung by Billy Joel. So, I don't know if you know this, Dave, but Fallujah, the city in Iraq, which you never heard of until today, is 5,946 miles from Hicksville, New York, where Billy Joel is from. What other city in a Billy Joel song title is the farthest from Hicksville? Um, Leningrad. It's a good guess. It was a pretty good guess. But it's wrong. Leningrad is 4,262 miles from Hicksville. (laughs)
1: Wow. (laughs) Uh, No idea then.
0: Uh, It's Saigon or Ho Chi Minh City, which is 8,875 miles away.
1: That was totally worth the waste of time of trivia for today. One day you're going to need to know that. Well, can we be done now? Can we go home?
0: No. Well, folks, that was Christmas in Fallujah. If you like our podcast, go to Apple Podcasts. Leave us five stars and a nice review. We release new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday, so make sure you hit subscribe so you never miss a single song. Follow us on social media at Billy Joel A to Z and give us some feedback. Would you have bought Cast Dylan's album in 2007 if it existed? Does this song hold up with Billy Joel's previous war songs like Goodnight Saigon? And have you ever even heard this song? Let us know. Until next time, I'm Alan Altman. I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Hey,
1: I just got
0: your letter. This is
1: why I read You said